Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Old Warlock. My name's Alex. I'm Jim. More specifically, The Old Warlock Podcast. That's right. You're going to get two podcasts in the course of under, what, three months? So basically because we are just lazy. No. And yeah. No, no. Really, no. Let's be honest. It's because we couldn't be bothered to post the previous video for number three. Yeah. Sorry about that. And that's so it's we're sorry. Yeah. There were extenuating circumstances. My voice sounds a little bit weird this time. Yeah, just this time. Don't. I, my voice sounds a little bit weird this time because I have been under the weather. He's been ill. But I'm on the mend. But I say, I'm saying but a lot. I better stop doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we had to kind of get, we had to get some things back out. Our, our subscriber count has been going up. Yep. Really quickly yep and so we, we we really couldn't we really couldn't keep away from making more content because our, we our, didn't want to disappoint people our status as niche internet micro celebrities has become niche internet micro celebrities i yeah. think that's actually given us a little more credit than we actually deserve has, <laughs> no I'll, I'm gonna run with it it's been cemented even more so cemented even cemented wow, that's we, right 1500 Fif- yeah, we crossed 1,500, 1500 yesterday. Yay, Zachary, if you're editing this, have some like streamers. Poof, yeah, things going over, fireworks, Yay. whatever. Yeah, crowd in the background. When we started this, we were gunning for 50 subscribers. I mean, that that was... Some of you may have watched our 50th <laughs> subscriber celebration. And for those of you who were in our first 50 subscriber, send us send us, oh, a, send us what, something uh, in. What was what? the first guy's name? I, I, I wish I had written it down. No, I, it's it's somewhere. We've got it somewhere. But right? we, I would really like to find out who number one was. I know. If you were there in the first 75... Send us something, you know. Send it, get get in touch with him. And say, yeah, I was. I was and he doesn't mean like send us a gift. No, no, in no, case no. you're taking that the no, wrong no, no, way. No, no, that's that's not. It. But just send us an email. Send us, you know, send or just us, comment down comment, below. Yeah. whatever. But uh, the fact that we've made it to 1500 is like we'd never thought we were going to be here. Um, but the, where I'm going with this uh-huh. is that if we can get to 2001. We can get a press pass. We don't even need two thousand and one. We just need two thousand. Well, I want I want to make two thousand one to make sure it's completely legit. Oh, okay, so we can't in the moment get Ex- unsubscribed exactly. from. But yeah, so if we can get to two thousand and one subscribers, we can get a press pass at most conventions and things like that. And that's well, it. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know about most. I feel like the San Diego Comic Con, we would not okay. be given a press pass. I- I'm running at with it. I'm, I'm the running with that. Denver <clears throat> Pop Culture Con. However, yes. two thousand. That's all we need. Two th- well, we need two thousand on two platforms. No, we're we're out, we're out of luck. No, we can do that. We can do that because our Instagram follower count is going up too. That's true. That's up. That's almost a six hundred right now. Yeah, it is. I don't know why. Good for I, us. I really don't know. Why. Honest, in all honesty, I don't know why people are watching what we do. Because it's good. Wholesome actually, family content. I think it's actually because you're making a bunch of fake accounts. <laughs> just, just who's in. Dave White? <laughs> who's Dave White one? Dave White two. two. Yeah, oh my was, goodness! Yeah. It's a whole family. Yeah, he must have been contacting all the Dave Whites yeah. in his clan, and they're all subscribed. They're all together. But yeah, so we're back. We listen. Okay, so that's actually not true. Today is. <clears throat> June eighteenth. I know that we released a podcast video, June fifteenth. 
Yes. But we recorded that podcast like in March. Three months ago, yeah. it was. So we're embarrassed and we feel bad for those of you who, again, for whatever reason, are, are enjoying our content. We haven't been keeping up our end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. We're sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What else has been going on before we dive into the actual subject matter? You know, I have been, during my illness, mm-hmm. I had the chance to read a lot of old um, RPG magazines. You have been doing a lot of that. Yeah, uh, quite a bit. And we're going, there's going to be a lot of that in the next couple of podcasts um, because I found some cool stuff. Yeah, you have found some interesting stuff. And I'm going to, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to drag it out. So some of the, some of the things that I've been finding were actually, some of the interesting subjects that were being discussed were spread out over a number of magazine editions. So, you know, magazine three, number three, four, and five had information all related to one subject. And so I'm yes. going to be doing that over a number of podcasts. Yes. So just kind of introducing it slowly. It's going to be exciting stuff. Well, it, it, there's some fun stuff. I really have found some fun stuff. At least I think it is. Yeah. Also, very quickly, uh, before we get into anything else, Greg, <laughs> I wanted to say... <laughs> love you, Greg. <laughs> I I don't love you, Greg. <laughs> He's kidding. I'm just kidding. He's, I think you're, it's very it's very kind of you, but I the I just thought the, it was funny. The uh the song that that got that yeah, right there. I loved it. Right I I thought it was great. That hurt um, me, Greg. I, I I thought it was great. Hurt me. Greg sent us something else. Yeah, you told me not to look at it. I don't want you cuz he sent this to me and I he sent this to us and I absolutely loved it and I want to well, go is over it? this. Well, let's let's jump right in. Let's dive right in. Let, let me let me look up this this cool stuff that that Greg sent. That our lad Greg. And we're not. Well, we hope we're not embarrassing you, Greg. And we're not going to give your last name. No, of course. So not. that, that you can be, deny all involvement. That would be irresponsible of us. Yeah. That would make us bad niche internet micro celebrities, which we are not. I think we need to add something else into there because it can't just be micro niche. What was it again? You niche had? internet micro celebrities. Niche internet micro celebrities. I think we need to add another another descriptor in there. Niche, small niche internet micro. Tiny, I think tiny, tiny niche internet better. micro celebrities. It's us and that one guy, yeah. <laughs> that Zachary follows. He talks about retail. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's us. That's both of us. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so well, okay, we're we're jumping right in. We're, you know, usually we have a lot of directionless banter because that that's what we excel jumping. at. What? Did I interrupt you? That was jumping right in. Nice. Thanks. I've been at work all day. <laughs> he has, yeah. He's he's been slaving away. Me, I'm retired. I, I well, I did work today. I actually did some physical labor today. Must have taken me 20 minutes. Yeah, good on you. Anyway, anyway, um, usually we have a lot more directionless banter because we're that's like I was saying that's what we excel at. Mm-hmm. At least we think we excel at. We don't excel at much, but directionless banter, we seem to have a handle on that. Oh yeah. Anyway, we're not going to do. Any more directionless banter? That's it. We're done. Jump cut. I mean, not 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 ever, but in this particular in podcast, this episode, we're, we're done. Yeah, we've we're only been. It's nine forty, nine forty one. So yeah, now, we're cutting it off. Now, if you are upset by that, let us know, because we can always go back in our next podcast and drop in we can more give directionless you a full banter, twenty minutes of directionless banter, which we've done before. We can I make know. the whole podcast directionless banter if that's what you guys really want. Yeah, so let us know if you if you want the directionless banter or yeah, not. We want your feedback. Yeah. I mean this is this is your show as much this as this is ours. a community, okay? So we want to hear what you guys have to say, what your thoughts are. Speaking of which Greg. Greg. So this is 
This is this is what I got from Greg. I got this from him today. Greg K. Um, hello. I found this link recently and have sent it to my groups as a for, as foreshadowing. Thought you might like it as a precursor to the Anvil of Crumb, which I that's great. Uh-huh. That <laughs> was great. a song we played last time, and it's the one that they are um, that they're hitting us with a uh, copyright claim on. Yeah, two podcasts ago, not last time. Yeah, it was, two the, one, it was the one before. Ago. Right. Go back and listen to it. Great song. Anyway, uh, this is the. I love this. This is the innocent phrases generator to terrorize your players. Okay. Oh, God. Now, see, <clears throat> I mean, all of us, I'm sure most of you know, uh, we all know around here that there are a lot of generator apps or websites online. Some of which are actually pretty good. I, I, I wrote I, a blog post about it in like 2019, if you guys want to go check that out. Yeah. I mean, and there's there's things like, you know, tavern names. Yeah. You know, or or warrior names or names for a sword. I mean, you can find village names. You can find just yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this one because this is, like I said, this is innocent phrases generator to terrorize your players. Mm-hmm. Now, this was not something that I, this was not made by Greg and he's not claiming that it was, that it was his. Um, but let's go to this. And then someone else, I want to say, I'm. I'm. We're going to put the link to this in the description of this video, because I think you might enjoy it. But it comes from Geek Native, and I think that this may have been. I could be wrong. This may have been created by a man named um, Andrew Girdwood. Um, but let's just jump right into innocent phrases generator to terrorize your players. So is it just a list, or is there a button? There's a button okay so Press i'm going to click the button and generate an innocent phrase that should terrorize your player now a lot of these when i when i started doing this i got i must have spent 20 minutes on this thing because the phrase that comes up you have to say it in the right way in order to make it something that would terrorize your player okay so the first one that comes up is it doesn't seem to do anything. Now, as the DM, uh, you know, uh, yeah. that, that, that's, okay, innocent phrase. No, I, yeah. It depends on how you say it. If you just say, it doesn't seem to do anything. Or if you say, it doesn't seem to do anything. And then let the players well, no, deal I, with that as they will. I would, I would argue that you, it's like, okay, so you open up a chest and there's a ring inside the chest and you take out the ring and you right. put on the ring and then you say, they're like, oh, what does it do? What does it do? Expecting, you know, I can fly all of a sudden. It doesn't seem to do anything. Right. That's the thing. It's all of, it's all how it's set. If you say, it, it, it doesn't seem to do anything. Or it doesn't seem to do anything. Let's move on. It doesn't seem. Let's, let's move on. Generate another innocent phrase. Love this one. <laughs> and I have used this one since 1978 as a DM. What order are you walking in? Oh, God, I hate that. Okay. <laughs> I, Greg, thank you for sending this. This is so cool. That that's, instills that's, fear. You, everybody's, Everyone's eyes automatically get big, and they start looking at each other trying to figure out what did we say? What did we say? Well, who, no. who did we have okay. as the person who was first? Who was last? I'm in the middle. And Having been really raised how- by you, my <laughs> intent is always I am second from the last. 
You never want to be in. You never want to be last. You definitely don't want to be first when that question is asked because there's something, you know, coming right down the hall at you. But you don't want to be last either because then Then what if there's some sort of basilisk slithering up behind you to eat you? So I hate that. He says that all the time and it makes us all scared. Let's move on with this. There are loads of these. These are fun. Oh, goody. These are fun. (laughs) That was some flashbacks, right? Yeah. Okay. Another innocent phrase. By the way, where exactly are you all standing? Nope. Same thing. Yeah. Same nope. same same type of thing. Mm-mm. But I love it. Mm-mm. Then before you fall asleep. <coughs> that's it. That's the whole thing. Before you fall asleep, as soon as you hear those words, then you have to you have to insert your own Right. Before, right. Okay, before you fall asleep, where all in the room are you? Or or before you fall asleep, you notice. Yeah, I mean, but it's just as soon as players hear the before you fall asleep, mm-hmm. that's when they're going to get nervous. I wonder if there would be a way going off of that to try and like simulate being asleep in your campaign. Are you with me? No. Or do I need to explore? You need to explain more. Okay, so like we're 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 we've always been very big supporters of having ambiance within your Dungeons and Dragons when you play D anD. d So like you have the lighting, you have. I don't know, you might have incense going. You music. Have, you know, yeah, music. You have food that you make for the occasion, things Smells, like that. Yeah. yeah. What if when you went to sleep, because that's a scary point in time just being a human, when you fall asleep in an unfamiliar location, if you're not necessarily sure where you are, it's, an, it's like unease right. going into that. Right. If you could, I don't know, elongate that experience in D&D, because when we usually sleep, it's just like, okay, you go to sleep. Yeah, you roll a couple yeah. dice, and then you wake yeah. up, but there's no stress there. Making your players I'm sure, I'm like, sure that's easily sit done. Well, in the darkness <clears throat> but for a period of time or something I, like that. I, I have know. done in the past. I don't remember if you were involved with this or not. Probably not. You played D&D without me a lot. Before you were born, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm <just> mad about <laughs> it. You're upset that I played with you before upset, you were yeah. born? Um, <laughs> because we used to do a lot of things. I used to do a lot of stuff with dreams. Mm-hmm. And... You've done things with dreams. Yeah. You've done I, a lot of things with dreams with me. Yeah, and I think that that's I think that might be kind of what you're getting at because I very often I wouldn't let people know if they were actually experiencing something or if they were dreaming it until after okay. the fact. Yeah, so that's I, good. I I think that that's kind of what you're getting at maybe. I just I don't know. I think that getting inserting your characters more into the situation and like getting adrenaline going and things like that. I think that you have to involve more outside things sometimes than just the storytelling aspect right, to right, try and simulate right. experiences. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I think so. I yeah. think I think it helps. Yeah, I think it. Let's, let's generate let's, another. Let's random. generate another fun little phrase. Okay. And of course, there's as far as you know. Yeah, I don't like that one either. Yeah. Well, that one's not so bad because that's always ever present in my mind anyway. <laughs> I like this one. The reason for this role will become apparent later. Hmm. So you just say roll a twenty sided die, or I roll a die, or tell you to roll a die. Yeah, you or you roll a die, and you just don't say anything. I do that when I. The reason for this roll will become apparent later. Just don't worry, guys. Yeah, I like you got you. You make a big show of it, and you're like forty dice, you know. And you just kind of like everybody stops and looks. Right, you look back at them. Yeah. (laughs) This one's not bad. Can anyone in the party cure X, where X is something you know none of the spellcasters can cure? 
That one's just mean. That's me. That is mean. Hey, that's, just that's, for that's... my own notes, uh, can you can, guys can any of you cure, guys cure vampirism? Can you cure poison? Any of you? Anybody? Yeah, that's that's just cruel. This one I liked. This one I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is good for you know going after immersion in mm-hmm. your descriptions. Mm-hmm. The venison has a peculiarly sharp flavor. Perhaps it's just the local spices. Oh, that's a bad one. That I like that one. I don't like, I like that, that at quite all. I like that. That's a good one. That's a that's a post perception check type phrase. I feel like this this one's good. Okay. You do this. They have it in parentheses after barely after something barely noteworthy happens. <laughs> that's in parentheses. Uh-huh. You feel fine. You feel fine. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Look at me. Don't hey, worry. hey, look at me. It's, it's okay. Everything's don't worry. fine. Don't, don't worry. worry about it. Two more. We'll, we'll do two more. We'll do two more. Okay. How close do you want to get to it? Nope. Hate it. Or how close do you want to get to it? I mean, I, there, it, it just a lot of it depends on on the nuance of how it's said. I I, I think that it's important not to lean too much into it because if you're just like if you make it really subtle, how close do you want to get to? How it? How close do you want to get to? It? And just make really strong eye contact. Or or or, or kind of close your eyes part yeah. like this. You know, how close do you want to get to? How close do you want to get to it? I mean, hold on, let me look in the lens. Okay, right here. How close do you want to get to it? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, last one. Okay, that's probably that's probably the third one. <laughs> okay, so who's the one that will enter first? Yeah, that I mean, that's just the same as what yeah. order are you in? Yeah, yeah. That, that, these are good though. I, I anyway, I I, I got to kick. The out thing of is, you side. don't you don't need a generator to come up with these because you no, no, said no. basically all of those at some point. Well, yeah, in but, some variation. But what I like about it is just that someone has collected them into yeah, this somebody, generator. Somebody and, used their C plus knowledge of programming right, and to put this. If it was right. you, Greg, I respect your abilities. <laughs> well done. I applaud you, Greg. <laughs> But what I like about it is that all of these things that I've been using all, for a long time, someone has kind of reinforced me yeah. by putting them all Th- these in These are, location. in fact, unsettling, yeah. Yeah. and they make your players uncomfortable. Yeah. So anyway, mm. I, I love this. Uh, Geek Native, we will put a link to this in there. They've also got, um, the uh, on this particular page, they have the Random Fantasy Tavern Generator, mm. Merchant Wagon Generator, and even a Prophecy Generator generator that's a cool idea let's take a look yeah let's look at the, let me just look let me just do a couple off the merchant wagon yeah generator. that's the one i'm kind of curious about i feel like it would just be a variation <laughs> of a shop generator same kind of thing again this is andrew girdwood i think that he is the one who created this andrew shout uh, out to andrew uh, yeah. well done uh, let's see okay generate cart Not getting it cart generated. Oh. Actually, I think that this is just a description of the cart. Oh, okay. So generate large wagon. Let's do the generate large wagon. Yeah, it just tells what it is. It says, this is actually kind of cool for those. those. And every now and then you need to have that, that um, quick reaction, that quick, when people ask those questions, you okay, you're in the library. What books do I see? You know that you, yeah, you went yeah, through the Madeline yeah, yeah, Hale yeah, yeah, book, and yeah. she had a whole bunch of stuff about random book generators. Yeah, this is the same kind of thing, and this is actually pretty cool. Um, the wagon is okay. So I just generated a large wagon. The wagon is pulled by three draft horses, and the merchant has six spare with them. This is a wagon mainly carrying a range of common preserved foods and with some condiments and spices too. 
Three 52-pound pots of figs gives the value. Four 40-pound jars of marmalade, 16 gold pieces. Uh, five 28-pound tubes of marmalade. Let's say four 40-pound jars of marmalade. It did. Four 40-pound jars of marmalade. Um, so actually, you know, <coughs> excuse me, there's quite a bit in here. <coughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, that is neat. I, I, I like that one. Because, as we have always said, it's important to not only have the high fantasy aspects of your world, but the details in between as the well. Run of the run-of-the-mill details. That's what yes. makes it right. interesting what, to the players. Well, I think it make, you're right. It makes it interesting to the players, and I think it also adds a level of wonderment. Yeah. You know, because is that wagon full of figs important? Or is it just a wagon full of figs? You know, it, yeah. it, it just it just makes... It inserts that, you into the world more either right, way. Right, Yeah, like in, in books, in fantasy books, when you don't have any of that, it doesn't hold my attention nearly as well. As when right. There's just like that little thing, like, oh, he ate some mushrooms with his meal. I'm like, oh, cool. Right. That's nice. All right, I'm going to quickly do a couple of the prophecies. I'm intrigued to see how these are going to turn out. Um, I'm not seeing it. Where... Is it? Where is it? Where is it? Generate prophecy. Here we go. It's a drum roll. The prophecy is, it shall be when echoes plead, two friends become one, and new leaders for all. Mm, that was good. It threw me off, though, because I thought it was going to rhyme. Yeah. Okay, okay, I like that. Here's another one. While the undying reader, two wise men battle... And the dawn of women. That one, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not seeing that one. I'm, I'm, that one. I'm kind of. I'm kind of getting an idea. These they strike me just as like you could use this to start a campaign. Yeah, th- I think that's what this is. This yeah. isn't something. I mean, this is something that you could. You would then have to flesh out. If you're just. If you but, just hit this and then like riff your entire campaign off of it, like figure it out on the fly, that would be very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. When bones crumble, two brothers challenge one another. And activate the return of shadow snakes. You know, I think I like that. Having to figure out what the shadow snakes are. Yeah. Anyway, cool things. Those are all pretty good. I like these on Geek Native. Yeah, I I like these. And uh, again, I'm thinking it's Andrew Girdwood who. Hey, Andrew. Andrew. But for our purposes, it was Greg. Yes, Greg. Thank you for exposing us to this, and thank you for reinforcing his. A behavior. <laughs> like I need that, but you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've got more stuff to talk about. That we do. Um, You've got a list. I actually do. I made a list of the things to talk about here that I want to talk about. You, you know, I don't. I'm not trying to. No, hey, here, but I'm just <clears throat> along for the ride. Well then. Let's get this ride started. Let's do it. Turn that key in the ignition. Take off that handbrake. Okay. So, one of the, one of the we, like, going back to what I was talking about earlier when I was um, not feeling so hot, um, started to read some magazines, and one of the ones that I started, to, and I was lucky to find these, um, one of them was Imagine Magazine, and it was created in 1983 it was the it was in the uk and it was uh, tsr's 
UK mouthpiece. Okay. You know, the house organ for TSR in the UK. Okay. Uh, a lot of stuff. I'll be going back to these and bringing up a lot more information out of these because they have some really good stuff. There's a they end up developing from about the 16th or 17th issue. They end up developing an entire not an entire world. They go toward developing an entire world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. And it, it was called Pelinor. And so what it was a lot of it was uh, user generated, which which was really neat. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a cool undertaking. Yeah, they they would have people who were subscribers to the magazine. They would say, you know, we're trying to get uh, the city filled out. You know, if you'd like to talk about filling out the area in a in one of the squares in the in the town, send us your stuff. And if we like it, if it meets our criteria, then we'll we'll publish it as part of the magazine. Well, eventually they ended up having quite a bit of stuff in this Pelinor. Um. I haven't gone through all of it, but there are a number of things that I've already lifted out of it just to flesh out a a, a new area in my world. That's what you're saying, yeah. Well, and for you know, for a long time, I was really against using pre-made stuff. Vehemently, yeah. I, mean, I, I really was like, no, if you if you're going to do this, but at my age, <laughs> I look at my my world and think, wow, there's a lot of stuff that I am not going to live long enough to flesh out. So if I come across something that's really good, mm-hmm. I'm I'm now starting to pick up more of these things and dropping them in. Now, I tailor them completely to fit my campaign. Yeah. But at the same time, if somebody did, especially if they did the heavy lifting back in 1980, um, I'm putting it in there just for nostalgia sake yeah. and just for the sake of history. Yeah, because, so, I mean, don't every one of the original... Um, like supplements that were released, like those original campaigns from like AD and D. You know what I'm talking about? Those original ones, like Greyhawk, or hey, yeah, haven't that, you dropped most of those in somewhere? Uh, oh, you're talking about the modules. Yeah, the yeah, 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 the modules. Um, the ones that I could get my hands on, um, I have dropped a lot. I mean, some of them simply don't work. Mm. They they just, you know, I've read through them and thought, no, this is not mm-hmm. something that's gonna, it's not gonna have the feel that I need to have in in my world. But actually, quite a few of them, yeah, I have been. Um, yeah. Especially some of the the ones that are cultural, culturally specific. And by saying that, I mean that, you know, there's some that are developed around a, almost like an Egyptian. Yeah, like a, a setting feel. specific thing that you yeah, can more, put in somewhere. Right, someplace that I haven't already fleshed out myself. Those are the kinds of things that I've been more inclined to do. You know, if it's just a, you know, adventure through a castle on a hill, I, I've done those, you know, I've got 50 of those myself. Yeah. So I'm not going to use those. But if it's something where, you know, people are going through a, you know, in fact, okay, some of the Slave Lord ones. Um, yes. You know, I've, I've taken some of those and dropped them in. Yeah. The, yeah. Against y- the Slave yes, Lords. Yes, 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 yes. So I've picked those up and dropped them in. Okay, yeah. With a lot of tailoring to to fit the, the narrative that I have in that particular part of my world. Mm-hmm. But anyway, be that as it may. Um, Imagine Magazine came up with... What you doing? That's not a shadow. Oh, sorry. I was. We've got a little. This is the first time we've used a little. Like, what would the what would the term be? Screen. Screen. There's a there's a word for it. Video screen. Ah, uh, you. I, I, I swear to God. Mm. Anyway, we basically what he's trying to say is Zachary, our videographer, yeah. turned the screen around so we could see ourselves as we're doing. And the it's podcast. it's throwing me off. It's messing him up. I, he think he thinks there's somebody else over there. He looks watching. so much like me. Yeah. It's freaking me out. It scares me sometimes. The way he, anyway, um, anyway, Imagine Magazine 
uh, like I said, this was TSR's house uh, organ. House organ. <laughs> I want to say that it came out about um, 1983. But I wanted to talk, I came across a couple of really cool things. And we'll be going more into Imagine Magazine in future podcasts. But I wanted to just touch on something that I thought was really awesome. And it was a couple of monsters that I pulled hmm. out of Imagine Magazine. And one of them is called the Canopic Shade. Now, for those of you who are into Egyptian, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an archaeologist. <clears throat> that's a whole topic for another time. Yeah. I'm former archaeologist, historian. Historian. Archaeology is so we, much better than history. And but, he is so wrong when he says that. But we can talk about that another we'll, time. We'll discuss that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're into Egyptology, you will know that... Um, Canopic jars held, when, when a mummy was made, the canopic jars held lungs, a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, different parts of the body that they didn't leave in, in, the, in the body before they did the mummification. Well, they have one of the monsters that I found in the Imagine Magazine monster, in, in Imagine Magazine, is the canopic shade. So let's read through this. Frequency, rare. Um, armor class, not applicable. And again, this is all AD&D stuff. Uh, movement, instantaneous, up to 10 feet. Wow. Hit dice, 1 plus 6. Um, special defenses, special attacks, all C below, C below, C below, etc., etc. Now, let's read the description. These non-corporeal entities may be thought of as fragments of an undead creature. They are created when the brain and heart of a corpse are removed to be interred separately in containers known as canopic jars. Any undead creature which arises from this corpse will be sundered into three parts. The first one will be the... Excuse me. The first will be one of the usual kinds of undead. This will develop develop from the main corpse and will have all the usual attributes except that, lacking a brain, it will be non-intelligent and lacking a heart. I'm getting a Wizard of Oz vibe now that I'm reading this. (laughs) Um, it will be non-intelligent and lacking a heart will be fearless even to the extent of being resistant to the turning effects of clerics like that. Ooh, I don't like that. Clerics and paladins affect them as if they were three levels below their actual level. Therefore, clerics of levels one through three cannot affect this type of undead. Wow, okay. The other two fragments which arise from the brain and heart are known as canopic shades. These shades are quite separate from the main undead and remain inside their canopic jars until a living being comes within 10 feet. When this occurs, the shade will move instantaneously from the jar into the creature's body and there try to fulfill its one desire, to become free of the earthly plane by killing the creature and finding its eternal rest along with it. Wait, okay. I think I need an explanation. It leaves the jar and attempts to possess basically its original body no, no, no. or the host the person of... who just has to happen to blindly walk into the tomb so the, the, the okay they so would be look, possessed. To, to put it in a way that you can you can understand it uh-huh. alexander's character walks into the tomb mm-hmm. gets too close to the canopic jar mm-hmm. canopic shade inhabits alexander's body mm-hmm. and then the canopic shade tries to get alexander to die so that the canopic shade oh, can die as well i don't uh... I really like that. It's very creative, and that's a really cool monster. I really thought this was neat. No, that um, is neat. And I, I, you know, there could be something somewhere. I, I looked around trying to find other things because 
I'm always, and we're gonna we're gonna relook at the fiend folio, the AD and D fiend folio at some point mm-hmm. because I've been finding out some interesting history, bits of history about that. And I was, I thought after I was reading this, I thought, wait a minute, I think that's in the fiend folio. It's not. Mm-hmm. But now you know the canopic shade exists in my world. I'm staying away from the desert. <laughs> well, let's go. On, let's continue here. <laughs> yeah, let's keep piling on. Yeah, let's let's pile on. The ability of a character to resi- the ability of a character to resist the attack depends on <coughs> excuse me depends on two of the its ability store, scores intelligence and wisdom in the case of a shade which arises from the brain and strength and constitution in the case of a shade which arises from the heart makes sense okay um switch over here to the other side the only thing which can prevent a canopic shade from entering a character is a protection from evil spell failing this the shade will automatically gain entry and begin to attack the creature from within each round that the shade is within the character the dm should subtract d8 times d6 from the current total of the character's two appropriate ability scores and apply the results below whoa wait did you just say d8 times d6 yes so hypothetically I'm going to use my math skills here. You could re- you could take away forty eight points no, in no, the ability no. score. No, no, there's a there's a there's a chart you go off of. That's just oh. generating a chart. Ooh. Okay, yeah. I yeah. was going to say it's not going to it's not going to hit you for forty eight points damage. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I can see how you made that mistake. But yeah. yeah, that that's not what this is. Um, so if the if the result is zero to thirty five, the shade takes one point of damage, and then you can also have the character losing four points of damage temporarily from one randomly determined ability score. Wow. So it's not hit points. Yeah. And then for generating a th- another number, uh, the character loses one point permanently from a randomly determined ability score. If any of the character's ability scores be- fall below three, it will be fatal. <laughs> if the victim dies, the shade will pass away with it and will not attack any other character. Wow. Can- canopic shades will always attack until destroyed or until the victim dies. Wow. I like that. Uh, it's very creative. It, it's a cool and thing. I like the creative aspect of it. But you don't like the fact that you may have to come up against yeah, it. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like, but I really like the idea of it. Yeah, and I mean, I just think that they took a, a kind of a neat actual historic thing. Yes. And turned it into a, a really cool monster for AD&D. Yeah, and I will say, hold on. Look at me for a second. I feel like this being on YouTube there may be some people who are going to say, but they didn't put the brain in canopic canopic jars. Yeah. And we get that. Yeah. Willing suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Just, just assume that in the AD and D campaign that this, they, they did. They did. Cause this is in Egypt. This is different. Yeah. Yeah. It's someplace else. Yeah. But you're, you would be correct by saying that the brain was not put in a canopic jar. Yeah. Anyway, the next one. Okay. Is the birch tree spirit. Okay. And I believe that in Gaelic it's called Tirnanog. Cool. <clears throat> Number appearing, one. Very rare. Okay. Um, armor class, one or seven. Uh, hit dice, five plus one. Just one or seven. Just one or seven. Okay. It's one or the other. Uh, damage per attack, one hit point. Special attacks, insanity. Oh, God. Special defenses, spell and weapon immunity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So let's read a little bit more about the birch tree spirit. Love this thing. <laughs> a birch tree, a birch tree, sp- oh. <coughs> excuse me, 
a birch tree spirit appears as an amorphous white cloud, smelling slightly of new green wood. It attacks That's lovely. With, yes, indeed. It attacks with a pseudopod with which it attempts to touch the forehead of a victim. <laughs> a successful two-hit roll indicates that it has done so, and the victim must save versus spells or become insane. The victim also develops a white leaf-shaped mark upon his or her forehead. The insanity and the mark persist until the victim receives a remove curse spell. Wow. So, while in cloud form, a birch tree spirit cannot move more than six inches away, so 60 yards or 60 feet, from the wooden object tree to which it is bound. It is immune to all spells, has an armor class of one, and may only be hit by silver or magical weapons. However, it may be turned by a druid. Turned by a druid, same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. The druid is treated as an equivalent level cleric and the birch tree spirit as the equivalent of a wraith. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If turned, it will return to the object tree to which it is bound. It is then much more vulnerable to attack, etc., etc. Birch tree spirits are bound into the service of druids or magic users specializing in plant craft by either a hold plant or charm spell our charm plant spell. Uh, it will never have any treasure of its own. Only what has been what has been what it has been given to watch over. Because they are always guardians, they are never encountered as wandering monsters. Wow. So I just kind of like that. You know, you want to bury a whatever at the base of a tree, and you summon a birch tree spirit to protect it. Not bad. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. Makes it I go insane. I was concerned for a moment that no weapons were going to be able to hit it. Oh yeah, that would be like, bad. Um, that would be really bad. But no, I like that idea. I, I, it's something that you wouldn't necessarily think of doing, and you wouldn't be otherwise. on the lookout for it. Yeah, you would. That's something I would never consider. Right. I'm just walking through a lovely little forest. Just kidding. There's a <laughs> there's a there's a there's a, there's a tree wraith that's about to attack me and kill me. Well, you know that I've now got plenty of these. So in okay, my forests. Desert out. Can't go to the desert. Forests can't go there either. <laughs> what are we left with? Um, buttes, plains. Yeah, I think plains. Probably. Yeah, grasslands. Yeah, that's probably where you would be. Yeah, until he opens up the next magazine. That's pretty much it. It's the grass devils. Yes, swirling grass devils. Yeah. But so anyway, that was from Imagine Magazine. Mm-hmm. But I have more. I also. And this is a this is a um, magazine that I was lucky to find, and it was put out by Chaosium in 1979. Yes, that was my way of discreetly pointing out that we have been doing this for 40 minutes. So, are far. you serious? Okay, I'm almost done. Yeah, let me let me let me wrap. Just don't want to take up too much of your guys' time. You know, we got to divide these up. Well, let's yeah, let's go into. Thanks for pointing that out. Though, of because, course, you know, I start talking. And I won't yeah, I just I just looked and I was like, huh. What the? <laughs> Let's go and take a quick look at Different Worlds, which was pub- published by Chaosium starting in 1979. And... Do, 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 do. And, of course, I'm not going to find it as quick as I want it. You know, I thought it'd be really organized by digitizing everything. Here we go. Okay. Two things that I wanted to talk about in the first issue of Different Worlds, and there were a lot of really interesting things that came out of Different Worlds magazine, and it was out for quite a while, and we'll be coming back to it uh, here in the future, but the two things, or the one thing that I wanted to talk about just today, and I'm only going to go over two of them, Mm -hmm. 
And then we'll talk about the rest of them in the next uh, couple of podcasts. And it was something that was developed by a man named Mike Gunderloy. <clears throat> it's a D&D variant called Specialty Mages. Ooh, okay. Um, and he has a, what was that? I'm not sure. Oh, well. <clears throat> Probably a large animal. Uh, <laughs> these specialty mages were actually really cool. There were, he, he came up with a, a reason for them to exist. And that, they, they yes. specialized in a certain type of magic. And we've kind of come across things like that from David Hargrave. Um, he's got his star yes. mage. Yeah, and, yeah, know, he's, yeah. he's got a lot of those. And I love this, this concept of being a specialized mage. And there is a little bit of that in fifth edition. Yes, there is. There is. That's very true. Yeah. Um, so what were the, the two that I want to talk about today, and I'm not going to get into the reasoning for their existence. I might do that mm-hmm. next time when we mm-hmm. have more time because I don't want you pointing out what time it is again. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. You were right I'm to do to be, that because, I'm you I'm trying know, to be a good YouTuber. You, well, and you know that I wander off and <laughs> stroll along my own babbling Don't we all, brook. you know. Okay, the first one I'm going to talk about is the Mage of Earth. Mages of Earth. I'm just going to read this real quick. These are the first of all whose mystic side was touched and awakened by the great Earth Mother. She taught them to use the mystic forces and help them to gain dominance over the earliest civilizations. They are benevolent towards man as she is and feels close ties with nature. They are as benevolent toward man as she is and feel close ties with nature. Although the sect is ancient now, they are still active and worship all and worship and help the Earth Mother and all of the guises she wears. Alignment is lawful good. Now the cool thing about it though mm-hmm. is he came up with specialized spells for them. Okay. So I'll just give you the like the first two levels of spells. Yeah, yeah. And then you can't use any of the other spells that are available to a normal magic user. Makes sense. Yeah, you get <clears throat> yeah. your power from different places. Right. So detect magic and read magic as D and D. detect snares and pits as a D and D druid. Okay. Then no north works in any setting. Uh, softened earth softens the ground in a ten foot diameter circle, holding up to six hit dice of creatures in their place. Ooh, that could be cool. That's pretty neat. Um, it's it's basically a like a stone to mud type spell. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but it's it's cool. Earth darts creates deep brown darts, one per level of the mage, projected as from a light crossbow plus two. They do one d four damage each, but only if the target is hit and fails to save. Dust screen. Kicks up a wall of dust the same size as a wall of ice. It does no damage to those breaching it, but there is a 5% chance they will be blinded for 1d20 minutes. Those are the first level spells available to an Earth mage. I like those. Those are cool. <clears throat> and then I'll just do the um, level 2 spells, and we can talk about some of the other ones next time. Yeah. Uh, protection from Earth gives one person plus, save, plus one save versus Earth-based attacks, including Petrify. Uh, it can do speak with animals as a D&D cleric. Deepen Earth as soft an earth, but a 20-foot diameter effect, <clears throat> which holds all creatures up to 12 hit dice in place. Wow. That's a major one. And that's a second-level spell. Yeah. Mini Blast, a 5-foot radius blast of the earth principle, which does 4d8 damage plus half d8 damage for every level of the caster uh, who is casting this spell. Uh-huh. And then they can do a wall of earth, and you just read it as a wall of ice, only it's made out of earth. Yeah. But then it goes on and on. I mean, there's there's quite a few of them in there. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that because, A, like we have said before, I, I really do like the different – you're getting your power, power from different places. Yes. And we've even played with that recently a little bit on our own right. in the right. campaigns we're playing in one of my characters. Like, diversifying how that works right. I think is really cool. But then also, I like combining – magic 
with druidness, druidity yes. Yes. in that way. I think that that adds for a, yep. it's it's a different path because you're not just a straight up druid, but it, it it adds it opens up more possibilities for how you want to play the character. Right, and I think that that comes from just it, it's just a new set of ways to apply different types of spells. Yeah, and and to me that's really cool. Yeah, and I, I like what um, <clears throat> what the developer of this. You know, again, um, Mike Gunderby. Gunderby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gunderloy, sorry. Mike Gunderloy. Gunderloy. Great name, by the <laughs> way. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, the thing that I like about this is that he's come up with this reason for these mages to exist and what their purpose in life is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he also has, you know, regular mages. If you want to be a mage who does everything magic user centric, you can do that. But he, if you specialize in these, well, there's a lot of things as a DM. You could do a lot of cool things by yeah. integrating this in a heavy way into your campaign. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll talk about one more, and then we'll wrap things up. Okay. <clears throat> the second one out of this, and we'll, like I said, we'll talk about the other ones in the, in the next podcast. These are Mages of Water. Uh, when the Sea Father first heard of the Earthen Ones, he was intensely jealous. He created and educated his own set of followers as quickly as he could and tried to make up for lost time. This attitude is still present in the enchanters of the sea, and they tend to act quickly and without much planning. However, even though they dislike the earth mages, they still dislike wanton killing, and they prefer to live and let live. Alignment is chaotic good. So, for level one spells, read magic and detect magic as per a D&D magic user. Mm-hmm. Purify water as a D&D druid. Okay. Then, the ones that he's made up to go with this, extinguish small fire. Put out one fire up to 10 foot by 10 foot. <clears throat> Dissolve. A small field of the sea essence doing 1d4 points of damage to one creature. Not bad. Okay. Sea darts produces light blue darts, one per level of caster, which are projected as from a light crossbow. So same, the same, same type of thing. Same thing, thing yeah. Uh, level 2 spells. Protection from water. Uh, create water, of course, as a D&D cleric. Level 2 spells that he came up with. Protection from water. Gives one target plus one save versus water-based attacks. Okay. Speak with sea creatures as speak with animals. Nice. Pond. Produce a 15-foot diameter, one-foot-deep pool of water. Hmm. And then wall of water is treated as a wall of ice, only made out of water. And then <laughs> mini drench, a five-foot <laughs> radius blast of the sea essence, which does 48 points of damage. So it's, he's kind of just wow. chan- you know translated it around yeah, and, yeah. and done the same thing, but just There's uh, nothing wrong given, with given it a No, exactly. He's just kind of given it a water-based theme. Yeah, and I like that because, I, I mean, I will say... I think that of all the things that I've never really experienced in D and D, it's anything that's like ocean based. Very true. Like yeah. an adventure, right. like where you're playing a character under the ocean, or if you're on the on a boat or something like that right. for a long, long period right. of time. And I think that would be a good way to create a story that could lead into that is having it yeah. based around those. Because that's kind of a tough thing to get into. It is. It, it's tough to wrap your head around, and let's say an underwater adventure. Yeah. Um. Especially and, and, and for even, people who live in the middle of the country somewhere. Yeah. 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 We we don't spend a lot of time in the oceans. Are no, it's deep and scary. And scary and there's and, monsters down there. Yeah. There's things with sharp teeth in them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just thought these would be cool things to talk about. We'll go into them, like I said, three or four times now already. We'll go in and talk about those again next time. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll expand a little bit more on this. But that was from Different Worlds. And this came out in 1979, 1978, 79. Well, lovely. Um, anyway. That's all I have. I didn't realize we had been talking. And even without directionless banter, we put a lot of time we on that hit clock. a solid, we're coming up on 50 minutes now, yeah. So for those five, I'm going to say that there are five people still with us. Yeah. Hey. We, we appreciate you being yeah, here. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, 
if you like the podcast, let us know if you like the podcast. If yeah. you hate the podcast, let, let us, us know. know too. But yeah. do it nicely, please, because our feelings are fragile and we cry easily. Yeah, right. I do. Um, if you are possibly noticing these awesome shirts that we have on, we did recently put oh. some new uh, merchandise up on the Spreadshirt shop with some new logos. So if you'd like to go and check that out, please feel free. Uh, all the proceeds that we get from that really just kind of get funneled back into the channel. We're not yeah. trying to get rich off of any of it. but Buying us stuff to make films with. Yeah, you can with. you can get little teddy bears that have our logo. They're holding our logo. Oh, you love that, didn't I you? thought yeah, that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was kind of cool. That was such a pleasant little surprise. <laughs> it, it we were really scrolling was. through there. It's like, whoa, they have, and we don't choose them. Spreadshirt just, spreadshirt just throws them the on. Things there. they like, oh, offer, hey. basically. Well, now we have we have everything from cell phone covers, iPhone covers to teddy bears that yeah. have our logo on it. So anyway, that means we're professionals. Um, we've yeah. we put up some yeah. new things. If you've been seeing those comics that Zachary's been drawing, uh, yes, D and D themes. If you've liked those, they're either on our Instagram and there's a few on the community page for the YouTube channel. And so there you, are some on. Uh, we've got some of those on the spreadshirt as well. So if you want the money yeah. pixie, you can get it on a shirt. Yeah, you can get that on a shirt, a mask, whatever you want to do now. So check that out. We'll put the link down in the description below. Yep. Um, um, check out our Instagram page if you're on Instagram we've started posting a heck of a lot more on there I know yes. we haven't been very good at that in the past but we're getting better at it uh, so go take a look at that but yeah that's about it I think that's all we've got going we've got some more things coming up uh, coming up here fairly soon so check back uh, hopefully and it's not going to be just podcasts we've got just regular videos coming out too Yeah. Uh, for those of you <clears throat> who sent in a thing saying uh, give me a get, gave me a get well wish I appreciate it yes very good um, it was a long illness but you know uh, just somebody saying hey hope you get to feeling better That that's kind of a cool thing to have happen when you're running a YouTube channel I gotta say yeah anyway anything else nope so for the one of you still here after our selfless plugs, um, selfless, selfish, Se I guess. Selfish. Yeah, selfish not selfless. Plugs selfish. for all yes. of our stuff. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, but yeah, thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time. I'm Jim. I'm Alex. Keep your short on free. Bye-bye. <laughs>